Welcome to the Introverted Black Mom Podcast, the podcast where we talk all things introversion, motherhood, parenthood, social issues, and whatever we feel like talking about. I'm your host, Shalia. Thanks for joining. All right, this episode, we're going to talk about why introverting is so exhausting. So this episode, we'll get into a few things that I think pretty much all introverts experience on a day-to-day basis, which makes it so hard for us. The first exhaustion I want to get into is worrying about RBF, otherwise known as resting bitch face. (laughs) So I feel like if you are not smiling, people are assuming that you're angry, depressed, uninterested. I watched something recently where um, a girl was describing her introversion, it was something where people were revealing one of their most like embarrassing moments, right? And her teacher embarrassed her in front of the whole class. He made her stand up there and she was, he's like, you know, everyone look at so-and-so's face and she's just like, what? Like this, this is my face. And this was, I believe she was in middle school when this happened. And he just went on for what she said. It was like almost like a half an hour. And the only reason to stop it was, was because the bell rang for lunch. But her teacher embarrassed her and was just talking about how miserable she looked. He was just kind of making fun like, look, this, you know, this is so-and-so. And just mocking her. So I'm like, yikes. But that is definitely exhausting because... I know for me, I definitely want to look pleasant because I'm feeling that way. But I am aware that if I'm not like really talkative or smiling a whole lot, people might around me may begin to feel uneasy. So then I'm like kind of constantly checking myself. Like, does my face look all right? Definitely now that I feel like we use Zoom a lot, I'm more aware of my face. And I don't know if that's good or bad because in some ways I'm like, all right, this is how I'm looking. Let me adjust this. But then also if there's a conversation going on, I might be looking, trying to make sure that I'm looking interested. Meanwhile, as I'm looking, I uh, probably am not paying enough attention to what the person is saying next because I'm so focused on making sure that my face looks pleasant. So that is exhaustion number one for me. Number two, I would say would be um, feeling like you're abandoning your partner, right? Um, Even I would say even loved ones or friends because you need alone time. And so a lot of times they may not understand that you need some alone time. It's just like, I love you, but... I promise I'll be, it'll be better for us if we take this time apart. I just need some alone time. And I don't think that people always realize it. And it's exhausting because you don't want people to, their feelings to be hurt, but it's kind of frustrating and tiring that you have to keep repeating yourself and trying to just, it's, I guess it's just the reassuring that like, hey, I'm not going anywhere this has absolutely nothing to do with you. Like, I don't somehow dislike you. Nothing happened. I just really need to, like, recharge my batteries. So that's another thing that makes, um, I'm going to say, introverting pretty, pretty exhausting. So I think this is one we definitely all experience. And the, the big one, right? Needing a long time after a big social event. So... You know how a lot of times <laughs> is that joke. And I, I've been there. So I've been on both sides where it's like definitely in my younger years when I would be out and I would party, right? We would club hop 
It's like, where are we going next? We're looking for the next after party, right? And then it's always a joke. As you get older, you're like, y'all, what you trying to do? No, what you trying to do? Everybody knowing in the back of their minds, they need to take the old behinds home because they're not ready to keep partying. But you keep kind of BSing around like, well, what you want to do? No, what you want to do? So it's been the experience and with a lot of introverts where we may play that game. Like, you know, I'm down if you're down. But then some of us are like, no, nah, I'm not down. This is it. I told you I was going to this event and I'm going home. And everybody doesn't always realize this. They're like, but you said you were enjoying it. And we're like, I did. Now it's time for me to go. I think they don't realize that even though just because we're saying that we need to rest afterwards and we need to be alone, they somehow think we didn't enjoy ourselves. It's like, no, that's the thing. I really enjoyed myself. I talked to a lot of people. I talked to you. I used a lot of my energy up. I had fun while doing it, but I just need to rest. And that doesn't always translate. Well, people think, you know, well, if you like it now, let's go do some more of it. But that's not always the case with us. So I think it could be kind of exhausting because you, you don't want to let people down and you want to keep going. But then it's like, it's exhausting if I had to keep being with y'all. I'm like literally mentally drained. I don't think they realize that you can get mentally drained. Because then there's always the whole thing like, oh, it's only, I don't know, it's only 10 o'clock or whatever the time might be. And we're like, okay, well, that might not, it's not about the timing that it's super late or I'm physically exhausted. Mentally and socially, I gotta, I gotta rest. So that's another thing I'm sure we all experience. Here's another one. Uh, another kind of exhausting thing would be another classic oldie but goodie would be the small talk. You know how we feel about that, right? So making conversation with new people. And with small talk, it sometimes just kind of feels like you're just going through the motions. And you may have tuned it out because you're like, oh, it's small talk, nothing I haven't heard before. Or you might be like, okay, this is a new person. And I know realize that this might not be a deep conversation. And, and, and obviously, we know that small talk, it can get you to those deeper conversations but it's kind of like for us maybe like one of those necessary evils we might describe it as right so you basically you sitting here but you trying to think of what's coming next <laughs> like I feel I could feel so robotic at times right you're like okay well let me ask about this or I just dig in like what's something people seem to care about oh and you talk about the weather and then as they're answering or whatever they're talking about you're like all right what's the next question going to be what I want to hit them with. So you probably didn't hear that answer anyway because you just, again, going through the motions. And that's exhausting because it doesn't really feel engaging. It doesn't, I know for me, it doesn't really feel good. It's not like, you know, feeding my soul. I need deep conversations at times. So I think that can be hard because it's that necessary hump you kind of get over when you are first meeting new people. So kind of um along the realm of conversations with new people how about this one trying to end a conversation i can't be the only one out here that's like this could be like stressful <laughs> because as the as it's coming as we're talking right you'll be like all right well what i'm gonna hit them with next am i just gonna be like all right it was good talking to you and then you leave or sometimes you ever notice whether you're on the phone, you're like, all right, well, let me I can, let me get out of here. And the person like, oh, well, one more thing. And then they start talking again. You're like, dang, almost had my out. Or it's a uh, 
conversation that you like, okay, we, this will end on a good note, but that other person might not feel that same way. Then it can go on and on and on. So you got to decide like whether I'm going to tell a little white lie or I'm just like, all right, I got to go now. So that can be stressful enough. How do you want to end it? Because you recognize that that person is enjoying the conversation and you may be as well. And you don't want to be rude because we never want to do that. But you also realize that if the conversation goes on, you'll definitely be discovered that you aren't listening. So you got to end it. I love to hit them with the, oh, wait, I don't know if I should say it. If, it, if it's any uh, extroverts out there listening, they might start learning our secrets. But uh, <laughs> I think it's only my introvert family listening. So I like to hit them with the, all right, you know, let me not hold you up. Like I'll turn it on them as if I'm the one that could talk for a while. I can, depending on the person, but I'll be like, all right, well, look, I done held you for too long. Let me let you get out of here and go. Because it's like, it freezes both. I seem very considerate of their time. And I'm like, you know, let me let you go. Even if they say it's already like, no, no. And then sometimes when they hit me with it, oh no, you good. I got nothing but time. Then I gotta be like, oh no, you know what though? Cause you know how I do. I get this talking, I could go for hours. You know, I ain't gonna hold you up. We gonna save all the good stuff, you know, turn into a joke. I'll be like, we'll save it for the next conversation. So I hit them with that, like, I'm the issue when I'm just trying to get off. So, you know what? It'd be interesting to hear what y'all have done. What have you said? Maybe what's the, like, craziest thing you said to end the conversation? I want to hear that. So let me know that stuff. Uh, let's see. Next thing. Here's one that I definitely <laughs> can feel. So sometimes as introverts, I feel like we try to figure out, are we experiencing FOMO or JOMO, right? <laughs> I think I experienced JOMO. So we know FOMO, short for fear of missing out. But then you got JOMO, which is joy of missing out. So sometimes like, yeah, you know, you want to go to that nice, huge event, but you might not want to make conversation with anybody. Um, and then it's like, oh yeah, like life is short. That would be fun. I may as well do something tonight. I haven't done anything in a while. But then it's like, but I'm so comfortable on the couch. I'm so comfortable in my bed. So it's like, you gotta, you try to work out this balance of, dang, do I feel like I'm missing out on anything? Like, oh, I don't want to miss something. But then it's like, but I'm actually kind of glad I'm missing out on this because I get to do the things I want to do. That happens with me a lot. Uh, to be honest, I think I experienced JOMO way more than FOMO for the most part. Um, at least I guess now what I'm seeing is something I've already experienced. I don't feel like I'm missing out. I, I've done it all. <laughs> I've experienced it already. If I wanted to do it, I just would. So I think it's definitely joy of missing out. Uh, let's see. Another thing is I would say sometimes you be Come on, let, let's be real. Y'all be hoping people leave early, right? If you got visitors, I'm not the only one. You hope, you even the ones you love, you'll be like, you know, if you happen to skip this visit, I would not be mad. <laughs> and it's nothing to do with uh, you not liking them. It has nothing to do with that at all. We realize that our favorite people, you might have like a, a, a date set in stone uh, every day of the week or whatever, where you meet up or you talk with these people but i feel like it could be exhausting like you know how i'm, I'm doing finger quotes where you got to be like on all the time like quote unquote on and it can be exhausting because 
you don't want to ever make someone come into your space or go into their space with with seemingly negativity, right? So what I used to say to my, I talked to my sister often and I told her, I was talking to her about a time where I was trying to explain to my husband when he's like, oh, you know, we'll just tell so-and-so to come over. And I'm like, okay, I get along with so-and-so, but that doesn't mean that I want to just hang with them. I want to be with somebody I'm all the way comfortable with. Oh, for a little backstory, we were talking about as far as I had recently had our daughter, right? So he's like, you, he was encouraging me to like, kind of like get us get my social life back or whatever i was explaining to him like I'm, i don't feel really well i'm ill like i'm in new mom mode i want to just exist and not have to be on like i want to be ugly in peace pretty much <laughs> like let me be gross and if it is going to be people i'm around it should be like people i'm really close with that i know aren't judging me like that i don't feel like i have to entertain and that would be like you know some close family members and my mom or sister and I don't think he was getting it, but I'm saying all that to say, like, sometimes you may have visitors and you're like, depending on how your day was, I'm like, all right, this would be nice if y'all don't stay as long as you normally would. Cause I just don't know how long I could be on for. And you just crave having your, your house back to yourself. Right? Like it's, for me, my space is very important and kind of sacred to me. I don't mean to sound dramatic, but it is. I, and I've realized that about myself. Like I'm very, whenever I have guests, I'm definitely very hospitable. I'm never the one to be like, uh, here again, or, you know, nothing like that. I'm grateful for a visit and I'm definitely hospitable, but I miss having an empty house where it's more quiet. Definitely, if you don't have anyone there, definitely your kids aren't there. And even if the kids are there, you know, you, each family, you have your own kind of like daytime routine or your nightly routine. So when someone else is there, that kind of interferes with it. Or I'm in the back of my mind where I'm like, okay, it's heading to this time. This is normally me and the kids time to do this. Or this is my time, or my me and my hus husband's time together. And I'm like, I only have but so much energy. So if I give it all over here, then I'm shorting myself or someone else, you know, in my, in my household. So sometimes I definitely am like, please leave early. All right. Getting down to, to the last ones. Being loud, right. When you're trying to get something done. So I would say that sometimes being in a loud environment can be overstimulating if I'm not prepared for it. Um, so like, oh, for example, like I work with children, right? I'm a social worker. I work with children. I work in schools. So sometimes when I'm trying to get something done and let's say children, they like to be riled up or whatever. You don't want to be the grit. Just like sit down, be quiet. I can't concentrate. Sometimes I can kind of, you know, you can, you can just focus really well with the chaos around you because you just block them out. And the other days you have that time where you can't. So for me, um, I can be honest, I think I know other introverts that are like, I can't take the loud noise. I, I just can't focus. Um, I can't say that I'm like that all the time. I have my moments, but overall, I think I do okay in a noisy environment. But it's more about, it's not that I can't get my work done. It's more like I get overstimulated. And I realize like, once I'm able to get the quiet moments, then I just feel, I can feel like my body settle, if that makes sense. Like I just get more relaxed. Like I just feel almost like a relief. So maybe I get maybe a little more anxious and like riled up when there's a loud environment. And sometimes it can feel like too much where I'm like, I just can't have anything. No one speak. I can't. So that's one thing. 
And the last thing I would say is another uh, one that I'm sure we all can relate to is making plans and then instantly regretting them, right? <laughs> making plans with people when you were in that little, that little five minute extroverted mood. You're like, yeah, we're going to do this and then we'll do this. And then as at that day or that time comes, you're like, oh man, I, I wasn't anticipating feeling this way. And it starts to creep up. So you in your mind like, you know, it, I wouldn't be mad if they canceled. So you either, you secretly hoping that they canceled or you're in your mind like, ah, do I just push through this or do I have to just cancel them? Now, I'll be honest with you. Like I'm not the one to usually cancel. If I can't make it, it really is truly because I can't make it. And when I do have to, I'll like reschedule right away. And I think I'm able to do that because I've gotten to the point where I don't usually say yes to something that I don't actually intend to do. I'll either give a flat out no, or I'll either say, if I'm still on the fence, I'll just let them know. I'm like, you know, I'm not sure if I'll be able to do it, but I'll let you know. So I already try my best to just be upfront. If I don't want to go, that way I don't put myself in a box where I get this guilt. I don't really like to uh, let people down or give my word and then I can't fulfill it. So if I'm not doing something, it's probably because I really like something else came up and I really can't. But I've definitely have been in that situation more often than I would have liked where I made plans. And I'm like, dang, why did I do that? Because I didn't, you know, look at my calendar or think about it. That's why I would encourage anybody, definitely us introverts, we don't have to be in a rush to say yes. Like we can take a moment. It will be okay. I know we live in a, what they call it, the microwave society, right? Where people expect answers right away. It's okay to be, to tell someone, oh, you know what? Let me get back to you in it. And like really think about it. And it could be, you simply don't want to go, or maybe you put too much on your plate. If you know that's your chill day and you don't want to risk doing that then it's okay to to say that or you can tell someone oh yeah i'll be able to make it and i'll stay for the beginning or i'll come at the end like do a compromise you don't you never want to be like the a-hole where you use your introversion to just get out of anything and like make you like a terrible friend or family member or whatever but you got to be true to yourself and just recognize there's only but so much um you know energy that you can give to a person or to an event or something so yeah, they, those were the things that I wanted to uh, mention on why introverting is so daggone exhausting. Also, um, side note, by the time you're listening to this, listen, your girl's birthday has just passed by the time you're hearing this. So like last year, <laughs> what I love for my birthday from my introvert homies, I would love for you to leave me a review. Um, I'll say that the reviews that I have and just people sharing has been a great help. So if you feel like it, please share the episodes. Um, give me a review. It's free. I would love to have that as a birthday gift. I thank you. Also, another quick announcement. Um, this is the final episode of season two. So I will be back with new episodes in six weeks. I'll see you then. Um, love you. I'll talk to y'all soon. Bye-bye.